want better for y'all. I don't think enough people are saying this shit. These are just our ideas. Maybe we should all be a little bit more self-aware and a little bit less delusional. What do we know? What the fuck do we possibly know? Hey, look, it's your shit together. But let me stay focused. All right, and welcome back to the reason they should have never gave you niggas microphones. That's Let Me Stay Focused, the podcast. I'm a little low. And I'm sure. Woo! <laughs> That's always particularly loud in the audio, and I never edit it to be any easier. Like, I could tone it down. We'll normalize the loudness reduction. No. I have a passion for truth and violence. But today, I have honorable mention. Which means that I have to be positive. I have Jesse J. <laughs> what did you laugh at that? So... Jessie J is expecting her first child. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I remember a couple years ago, Jessie J was like going blind. Mm. Like she had some sort of like illness and she was temporarily blind and all that and all this. That's and sad. I think that Channing Tatum did her really greasy. And I just like really like a comeback story. Oh, they were together? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I feel like that was probably a rough time for her. Anyways, she's expecting a baby, and I'm excited for her. And I was like, you know what? If I show that I'm excited for someone having a baby, maybe we won't have such a heinous reputation as, like, kid haters, you know? <laughs> so, congrats, um, Jesse J. Congrats. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Enough of the pleasantries. That, that was your honorable mention. <laughs> you feel like it wasn't worth it? No, I'm not saying that. I was just wondering. Like, perhaps, so it was because she's having a baby? Yeah, and she was, like, going blind, like, a year or two ago. So, like, Wait, now she's, she's healthy still, and oh, she's, she's having not a baby. Blind anymore? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> That's what's up. Congrats to her. This is a safe space for Jesse J. At least with me. It's not about the money, money, money. Yeah, it's, it's more money, money, money. I'm more of a like Kiki Palmer girl, but you know, congrats to both of them. Kiki Palmer didn't go blind. I mean, take me down just like a domino. I don't know that song. Every second is a highlight. Make me scream the best I've ever known. Dirty dancing in the moonlight. Take me down like I'm a domino. That song, that song sounds familiar though. They probably played it at Walmart. Bang, bang into the room. I know you want it. Bang, bang all over you. I'll let you have it. Wait a minute. Let me take you there. Whose song is that? That's Bang Bang with Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj and Jesse J. Oh. It's mixed Moscato. It's Fez and Abado. It's Nicki Botaro. It's uh, uh. That song. Interesting. Yeah, I remember the song. I just can't remember like whose actual song it was. It's me, Jesse, and Ari. If they test me, they sorry. Hmm. Learn something new every day. I'm happy for you, Jesse J. Whatever. 
Well, are you done? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Well, I have Hotel of the Week. Um, and I chose Chef Way. Have you heard about him? Is that the colorist who was just like, but look, I can make salmon. He was like an abuser or something? Yeah, so he actually came up with the oxtail pasta. I'm sure he's not the first person who actually did it, but he had posted something about oxtail pasta um, on Twitter. And, you know, Twitter comes with the um, this you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. With your old tweets and stuff like that. So basically, um, this one girl basically brought up how he used to talk about her um, because of her skin color um, being darker. And he used to call her, like, um, you know, ugly. And uh, he would say just crazy things to her about, like, she would look better if she was light-skinned, you know, stuff like that. Mm. And so now he's uh, <laughs> resurfaced on Twitter and... Um, on the same account. On the same account, but he changed the name, <laughs> which is dumb because, like, why, why wouldn't you do your due diligence? But um, um, oh, I almost lost my thought. But, yeah, so he basically got called out for his colorism, and... Um, everyone is now becoming hip to like the type of person he is, um, which is just it's just crazy because uh, a lot of his fan base are you know or were women, black women, you know, that's the the main people that were supporting his clicking um, until this girl um, brought up his old tweets, and so he's the whole step of the week because like I just don't understand why men, uh, and I feel like, it, I mean, it happens with men and women, black women, men and women, but it's usually like the black men just going in on darker skinned women on social media platforms. Yeah. Um, like he literally said- They be dark skinned men. Yeah. Like he's not light skinned, y'all. Like he's not- He's not light skinned, y'all. He's not that light. Um. But he he basically said like, "Oh, black bitches make for good punching bags." <gasps> that literally was one of his tweets. And so, he, you know how you know something happened, but you don't like go looking for it. It's yeah. just like, okay, this person's clearly a piece of shit. Let's move on. I didn't see what he said. Yeah, he actually said that, and that was in 2015. And this is a grown man, y'all. Like. Yeah, it's not he He's, was six when he tweeted yeah, this shit. He, this, like, he knew what he was saying. And so now that he got called out, everybody's like, oh, um, he, or not everybody, him. He's like, oh, I've learned, I've learned my lesson. I've, um, you know, I've, I've healed, you know, I've, Cooking healed me. I think he says some, some shit like that, like cooking It did me. not heal you. First of all, you're contributing to the, in, Increasing price of oxtail with this pasta <laughs> bullshit. That's the first problem. Yeah. The second problem is that you're a shit person. You're not healed. You're a dumbass with an expensive set of pans. Y'all want some food? At Chef Groove on Instagram. 
Don't go to this guy. Fuck this guy. Yeah. I second that. But yeah, he's he's trash, y'all. So that was the hotel. <sighs> I just can't even. And what did he have to did he have anything to say for himself? Yeah, he just basically was like he's hiddling. Oh, said, cooking healed me. Yeah, he said cooking saved me. That was that was his exact quote. Um, he was like, I'm taking accountability. Um, he he was telling people like, um, check check the responses and stuff like that. But whole time his he was blocking people when they were <laughs> <laughs> when they were like calling him out and stuff. Um, and cooking saved my life. Yeah. Do you know that I went with my, well, you don't know, but I'll tell you. I went with my grandmother to the Jasmine Sullivan and Mary J. Blige concert when I was in high school. No. And when Mary J. Blige said, music saved my life, my grandma went, oh, God, another one of these. (laughs) (laughs) To Mary J. fucking Blige. Music did save her life. Mm, Right. I was going to say it, but it did, kind of. But... It probably kind of fucked up her life, too, though, at first. Sharon was sick of hearing that shit, okay? Too many people were peddling the music saved my life. You know. <laughs> I, that was like an actual, what, Mims? Remember Mims? <laughs> music is my something. Oh, and he said music is my savior. It was something like that. But, yeah, like it's, it's in the same category, same energy. And when I taught kindergarten, we had the kindergarten graduation in the church, and the dance team danced to This Is Why I'm Hot. <laughs> and for some reason, this edited version of the song still said, I know you're probably wondering, what the hell is this, man? And it said that while the children were dancing through a church. So the music didn't save my life that day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> then yeah. someone went, oh, no. I have the video. Anyways. <laughs> Next, we have lyrics and lessons. Okay. Did I go first? Yeah, you can go first. Do you have a guess? No. <laughs> I know you hate what I have, but I feel like it adds to the uh, the suspense. It's, it's so much music, I can never guess. What is not growing is dead. If you can't understand, get the fuck out of my face. You know who sings that? No. <laughs> Would you like if I sing it? Sure. But what is not growing is that if you can't understand, get the fuck out of my face. Mm. Who is it? It's Kehlani. Okay. That sounds I hear like niggas calling Kay- the rain, but the first to complain when they sneakers get wet. What song is they that? They hear that I'm on some new shit. Now I'm trying to remember. I hear that is something you hate. Growing is that if you can't understand, get the fuck out of my face. That must have been before I started listening. That, that was that easily reason? Cloud 19. And I was listening to it and I just didn't put the title of the song. Cloud 19? Mm hmm. That's the song or the album? That's the album. Yeah, I but don't think I was listening to I don't know if you listened to that album. At that time, I used to think she was overrated. Oh. But I, yeah, I didn't really start listening to her until. It's called Yet. Oh, yeah. I ain't the shit to you oh, yet. Oh, I do know that I song. I ain't even shit on you yet. Yeah, okay. I do know that song. Okay. It's actually You Should Be Here, so 
probably like okay yeah because i was like hmm i do i do know i do know yet i remember that song because like all on that album all her songs are like capitalized i think yes yes they are and i mean do i have to explain the lesson um yeah what is not growing <laughs> is dead if you're not progressing, if you're not striving towards something, if you're just fucking sitting around watching your life pass you by, <laughs> you're not growing. That just reminded me of that ECP guy commercial. That is exactly what I was quoting. You're just sitting around on the couch. You're not doing anything. <laughs> and that nigga was just like in a parking lot. Like, who are you? What authority do you have to tell me? They literally just probably caught him just walking down the street like, hey, like just. Let's say a couple words. <laughs> it was like the equivalent of remember when Shia LaBeouf did that video and he was like, just do it. And he's like shouting. No. I don't know which one of those niggas said yesterday you said tomorrow, but. Yesterday you said tomorrow. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that was Shia LaBeouf. Just do it. But the point is you want to strive to be like constantly growing, constantly you know, working towards something, and I feel like that if you can't understand, get the fuck out of my face, is people aren't going to get it if they're not trying to grow. And that's really all you can tell them to do. Yeah, I agree. I've been being so serious. <laughs> I'm proud of me. Yeah, that was a serious one. The last one was too. It was about prayer. Oh, yeah. Next week, you. bullshit. <laughs> Your turn. Unless you want me to sing Apology by Akon. Mm, please. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody want to take blame for rising back out, disgracing my name? I'm just a singer trying to entertain. Because I love my fans, I'll take that blame. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> So, um, my lyric, it says, so many lies spread about me, no point in responding. And that is on a song called More Thoughts by Big Sean. And I, I mean, I too think mine is self-explanatory, you know. Um, but I don't know, people have like, their perception of me, and I really don't care. Um, I mean, like, if you want to know something, you can just ask me. Like, I I don't mind. You yeah, know? that's an option. I think people skip right over that one. Yeah, people, like, never want to, like, hey, what? like, I just got a question. You know what I'm saying? I would, yeah. I would really respect that. Like, you really, you want to know something, and you don't want to just, you know, gossip about it. <laughs> You can just come directly to me and I will tell you what it is. But as far as like clearing stuff up, when people uh, have not directly said anything to me, um, I don't care to do that. You're not going to get started on the iOS press release? No, not not until, not unless I like I have to. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I got to. But that doesn't happen often. You know, but when when it does happen, you know, you know how I get. 
You want to hear the Shia LaBeouf? Sure. It's an option. It's an optional thing. I mean, you have it, play it. Like, you got to opt in. Do it! <laughs> Just do it! Yeah, I don't, don't think I Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it. Make your dreams come true. Just do it. I like that. Some people dream success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. You should get to the point where anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there. No, what are you waiting for? Do it. Just do it. Yes, you can. Just do it. If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. A word. That last part, yeah. If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. I think the whole thing. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yeah, just get up and do it. So it was Shia LaBeouf who said yesterday, you said tomorrow. Yeah, I like that. You got to see his gestures. He's tweaking. He's like in front of a green screen. I feel like Let Me Stay Focused is such a good name for this podcast. Because we're right at the cusp where the ADHD meds are like, all right. All right. We'll catch you tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm still here. I'm at the point where anybody else would quit, but I didn't. Yeah. It's, it's been a long day. Listen. Anyways, I have Let Me Stay Focused, which is our topic of the week. And I, have you seen, so you've heard about Prince Harry's book, correct? Yesterday, yeah, it was my first time hearing about the book. I know they have, they have a documentary or something on Netflix. Yes. And so Thomas Markle, Meghan Markle's father, who was vaguely involved in her life, um, like, I guess very involved in her life. She used to go with him on weekends and shit like that. Uh was caught posing for pictures for the press for money and then didn't come to her wedding, shit like that. And so she lost her father in this ordeal, like becoming a princess. Um, and then they found out that like most of the hate accounts for Meghan Markle that were bullying her online were uh, fucking bots. Mm. And the ones that weren't bots were like her half-sister who's like 15 years older than her. Wow. Spewing hatred. That's crazy. Yeah. Get a life. Anyway, so... Thomas Markle says that Harry's book is fiction and a money grab. Like, dude, you didn't go to the wedding because you couldn't explain why the fuck you was, he like literally the, the pictures he posed for, He's like sitting through the glass at a cafe, reading like knowing your way around London before the wedding. Like, 
Anyways, her sister says that in addition to being taken off of the wedding guest list, which is not true, he announced he was not coming, um, their father is still really hurt that Harry and Meghan never reached out to him when he suffered a medical emergency, which is also not true. So I say that to say this. Some people's parents swear they're never wrong. They can be as messed up as they want, and they still demand respect. How do we adjust to setting boundaries now that we're getting older? With our family, with our parents? Because it's about that time. I think you got to know what's, what's going to get through to them. What do you mean? Like, you got to know, like, if you're not direct, if you're not a person who's direct, you know, like, this is my boundary, then you have to know, like, what type of parents you have, like, what what type of, like, how are you going to go about, like, setting this boundary? Because you they know, like, most of the time, your, bound, your parents have, like, a soft spot in your, your heart. So yeah. sometimes they can ask you things and you don't really want to do it or whatever the case may be, um, but you may not really know how to say that, you know. So um, I don't know. I think it's just first you, sh you should assess, like, why, like, what? how do you feel when this boundary is crossed? Um how does it affect you? How does it affect the dynamic between you and your parent? And then, or is it just anybody? No, I think you're on a good path. I did say parent. It could be anybody, but I guess my question is, could like, what would be an example of that? Of, of setting a boundary? Yeah. I mean, it could be anything. But I guess, like me, for an example, um... Like, my mom, she's very, like, she likes to baby me, you know, and talk to me like I'm still a kid, you know. But not in a negative way. Like, she respects me, but I'm her baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm still yeah. her baby. And so she treats me like that sometimes. And, like, like for a long time, I didn't really know how to tell her, like, I don't really like like that. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I would think, like, this is my mom. This is her way of showing her affection, you know, yeah. like I should just accept that. I should just take it because she's not going to be here one day and I'm going to, you know, think about all that time, all the times that she did, you know, treat me like her, her baby. Yeah. And so that, that will always be on my mind. That will stop me from telling her, you know what I'm saying, setting that boundary like I want to be talked to in this way. Yeah. Um. And I really didn't know how to say it. So what I did was I just had a little drink and I know like, okay, for me it's better for, I'm, I'm able to express myself better when I'm a little, you know, yeah. inebriated. So, um, I just, you know, had some liquid courage and then I was just talking to my parents one day and it just kind of came out. I was going in and out. Mike, but I think I imagined it. A fruit bar. Yeah, like like a gnat. 
Oh, yeah, but what the hell came I had a, like, I had a vase in here of flowers. And, you know, like, when flowers get old. No, it was, like, so on you know the, they like wine? They like anything sweet. And I tell people don't give me flowers because they'll die, but. You were making a very good point. I was just, I didn't want it to scare you. Oh, no, but yeah. I mean, just, you have to put yourself in the best environment that you're going to be able to get the point across, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you don't want to just talk to, or set that boundary out of frustration because sometimes it's just going to come off, like, bitchy or rude, you know? Yeah. And they're not going to be able to receive you know, what it is that you want them to. Yeah, I think it was just a reflection from this light. Oh. But I don't have my glasses on, so. I ain't seen that fine, though. The story of floaters in my eyes recently is a story for another day. But yeah, I think that that's a good approach. Like, how did she take it? Uh, She actually took it well. I mean, my mom is all also, like, not a... I mean, her feelings do get hurt easily, but she's not like a a rude person, you know. So like, she's she didn't act out like, oh, I'm so hurt that mm. you, you know, what I'm saying, request this of me. She was just like, oh. that you request this of me. <laughs> she's like, oh, okay, like I didn't really realize, you know, you that that's what I did or that's how you felt, and Aww. she was just like really receptive, and she said she would. You know, work on it, and and I have noticed the difference. So, I mean, I know everybody isn't like that. Every everyone isn't gonna be able to take, you know, being told because some people just get defensive, like they feel yeah. like, and some parents feel like you shouldn't be able to approach them on shit. Yeah, but I do feel like you just have to know your parent. You have to know what's the best way. Like if they are, um. Uh, what's the word? Uh, like confrontational. Confrontational. Or? Yes, yeah. if they are confrontational, then I mean, you might want to like just butter them up a little bit. I don't know. You and you might feel like you shouldn't have to do that, but you want the best outcome for you, you know? Right. So that's what Jimmy Neutron did when he wanted to go. Uh, what was it to Ultra World? Remember, and he. Bought all those clams and turned them into a pearl necklace and all that. <laughs> I don't remember, but and he bought his mom flowers. Yeah, like you just you just gotta be smart, be uh, calculated. Well, they told him no. Matter of fact, so I guess that's not a good example. No, that's horrible. <laughs> but I mean, he wasn't setting a boundary. He was just trying to bribe them. Yeah, butter them up. That's what I was trying to give an example of. But I should, probably should have given an example where it works. Uh, I feel like I. No, my mom and my mom knows me. So most of the time, I'm like joking. Like she'll start yelling and I'll be like, whoa, take it easy, P. Killer. What do you want to street fight me? Are you going to stab me at the bus station? Yeah, you're Why annoying. are you yelling? <laughs> I'm not yelling at you. Well, does that like bring her down? See, there it was. That was the flash. You got it? Yes, and I killed it. Does it bring her down? Yeah. Yes. She goes from like furious to annoyed. <laughs> and then I just walk away like, whew. Almost got upset there, buddy. But she also acknowledges like I'm yelling right now. 
and she's not listening. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that would probably make me like more irritated. Or like should I have an attitude, I'd be like, Do you want me to leave? I can leave. Yeah. But I it doesn't have to be I don't like well. you have an attitude and like wow. Yeah, you can't like combat attitude with attitude because it's just not it's not gonna work. So just tell your mom a little jokey joke. Like me. I mean, there was one time where I did think she was going to knock my head off my shoulders. But that was at like joke number 376. I probably should have noticed that about joke 200, she wasn't de escalating. <laughs> but it is what it is. And I think that's because I laughed at my sister's prayer. Across her boundaries. My sister was blessing the food at the Texas Roadhouse. And for those of you who don't know, me and one of my sisters are 16 years apart. So they told her to bless the food, and she blessed the food how she blesses the food at school. So she started singing. <laughs> and me and my brother just basically started laughing until we were on the verge of tears. And she was upset because we laughed at her prayer. So my mom's getting upset, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I don't think that yelling about a prayer is <laughs> the most effective way to get the point across. But, you know, I'm not the man who has to listen. Then, like, 30 jokes later, I was like, I'm going to end up with my head between the cactus and the armadillo. Yeah. That was the wrong time. It is what it is. You win some, you lose some. But the point is, you have to know your parent. Yeah. That is the point. Sometimes you can't just say, you're yelling at me. And my mom's also, just, also Central American, so like sometimes she's just yelling. Yeah. Or like me and my grandma go to the same gym. The track is on the second floor. Sometimes I can hear her talking to people on the treadmill downstairs. So I come downstairs. I go, Grandma, you're yelling. You're disturbing everyone in this gym. <laughs> and she goes, this is how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I lost the boundary war in that one. Yep. But I turned the noise cancellation on in my AirPods, and now it's the rest of the gym's problem. Yeah, you, I mean, you did your part. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to be creative. But the point is, sometimes, honestly, in the worst of the worst cases, your parents will never acknowledge whatever it is that they're doing or saying that's bothering you. And um, you have to make, like, tough situations around that. Yeah. And so, I mean, the first step is establishing boundaries, but if that doesn't work, then, like, you got to figure out how strongly you feel about this boundary not being crossed. Yeah, cut them off. Sometimes it's you, you got to cut your parent off sometimes. I mean, bye. I don't think that's something that gets talked about enough. But I mean, most people don't cut their parents off, but there's a lot of people that do, and they're happier for it. <laughs> Exactly. And yeah, I mean, that might be a boundary. Parent, yeah, sometimes your parent is just not going to get it or 
they might just be that type of parent. Like, they just stuck in their way. Yeah. And you can't get across to them or they won't change. Like Meghan Markle's dad. And in that case, gotta cut him off. Who did something Completely. to hurt her and still cannot own up to it. Yeah, that's sad. There's some parents out here, man. Like, some people just really don't need to be parents. Some true pieces of work. But Just like some of these parents, like, they're true pieces of work. And it's just like, this is your kid. This is your kid. There's, like, they're here not because they chose to be, you know? It's like they don't think think about that. There's like this lady on TikTok who does gentle parenting. And she was just saying, like, I have to remember that it's not my kids' job to do anything for me. It's my job to give them a good life. And like while I think that gentle parenting might be a corporate American scam. She had a point with that one. But like all like I don't know. How do you feel about gentle parenting? Mm. I feel like it depends on the kid. Um, I mean, I don't think you should be abusive to your kids. No. Yeah. But some kids need to be yelled at. That's fair, because we probably the don't abuse your kids was implied, but we probably had to say it. Yeah, because I, I felt like I had to say that because people are like, oh, she condones child abuse. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't condone child abuse. Um, we would have been in the paddy wagon. That's crazy. But some of these kids do be bad and they do be tripping. And I, yeah. They do need their ass beat. I will say this. Not on an everyday, you know, occasion. Yeah. But. but I'm also like, is like do bad kids not need gentle parenting or hear me out is gentle parenting creating bad kids no i think because kids been bad (laughs) yeah but they weren't gentle parented right gentle parenting is new because of the whole stigma around child abuse or beating your kids this is also true. However, I know a couple kids that are being gentle parented. All of these children have one thing in common. Silver teeth. They bad as hell. And they got the pointy eyebrows. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, bad bad kids, man. That's why I'm like, maybe gentle gentle parenting didn't create bad kids. Like, as a whole. Clearly, kids were bad before. But, um... It could be creating bad kids. It could be. That's why I'm like, what's what's the point? There, like, we don't have a hybrid option where, like, we care about our children's emotional intelligence, but it's also like, I just feel like me. And I wasn't even bad growing up. There's certain shit that I would have done if I didn't think I was going to get my ass whooped. Right. And I'm better off for not having done those things. Like, 
And I didn't get like a lot of whoopings as a kid. Because I was, I mean, I just could get yelled at and I would be like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So some kids just don't have that, though. I think some kids just, like, got that I don't give a fuck. Like, I think sometimes you have to get the first whooping to realize they're not fucking playing with me. Sometimes you don't need one after that. Yeah. Sometimes once you realize. But if you have to keep beating your kids, then what? Then you call the drill sergeant from Maury. And they wake them up out the bed at 4 o'clock in the morning and cart them off the boot camp. <laughs> We're out of options. I mean, I do think you might need the first whooping, though. When I was, like, three, apparently my mom kept saying, like, if you don't stop, I'm going to take you into the bathroom. And she said I had just started daycare, so I was, like, picking up some stuff. And I yelled, you ain't touching my booty across oh, the wow. store. <laughs> I got a whooping. Yeah, as you should have. <laughs> you know how most kids don't know what happens in the bathroom because they don't want to get there? Yeah. Like, they'd be like, you want me to take you into the bathroom? Yeah. You ain't. You just got taken straight there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, I know what this is. This is a trick. You would never hit me. I'm your child. <laughs> but you know what? After that, do you need to be taken to the bathroom? I know what happens in there. I'm yeah, good. No, I'm going to sit down. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't know, man. Again, I'm not a parent. I feel like I keep having to say that, but I don't like this too much the gentle, let the kids cuss and yell at you. Yeah, no, there's none of that like, going down. But that's part of it. Mm-mm. When they're screaming at you, you're supposed to help them work through their feelings. Mm-mm. Ain't no way. That's part of the process. Yeah, that's why I don't need to be no parent because I smack a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you saying that in a turtleneck is crazy. That's how you know I mean. That's what I'm saying. Very distinguished. Then <laughs> <laughs> you had the wine glass. I was smacking. Yeah, nah. But nah, I don't I'm I really hope my kids or kids don't be like crazy. Can I have Just an opinion? Chill. I have an opinion. I think your kids are gonna be fucking wild. Yeah. Cause you're so reserved. Nah, cause I'm gonna be the ass. You're gonna have to watch this, kids. Watch this. Nah. They gonna, yeah, they I probably will. They're gonna try me, but they're gonna learn though. They're going to learn, though. I do think they'll learn, but I think by nature. They are, they are going to try me, though. Not even by nature. Yeah. But that's, that's okay. I got something that's going to fix that. I'm going to fix that. So does that mean my kids aren't going to talk? Your kids are probably going to be annoyed by you. <laughs> like when you're all your events and stuff. like Yeah, Tiny and Mojo are already annoyed by me. Like she's your your mom is you're gonna really mom. This morning they looked annoyed because I'm like it's time to take off the Christmas collars and put on the Valentine's Day collars and they're like this bitch again. It's seven o'clock in the they're morning. Like, what is she doing? That's how they be looking when I kick them out their room to put up the Christmas decor or the Halloween decor. Or... <laughs> they get mad when we take our Christmas card pictures. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're going to be one of those. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. And that's why I feel like they won't talk. They'll just be like, yeah. But they won't be gentle parented, so they can talk if they want. No, nah, they, yeah, they're going to definitely, when they have something to say, they're going to talk. They're going to have a, a mouthpiece on them. And I feel like as long as you can have a respectful mouthpiece, do you, you know? Yeah. But I'm not seeing that with this gentle parenting. Because <clears throat> how would, they're saying that like it'll help you regulate your emotions, but I also feel like what I witness with this, with these kids is just a complete and utter lack of self-control. Yeah, I'm not even on that side of, I don't know, I really don't see a lot of those videos. I watched one where it was like over the course of four months, Henry learned how to share and stop like trying to hit his sibling. I don't have four months, Henry. I have maybe 15 minutes. What do you want to do? You know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, people have been persecuted for less. So for legal purposes, this is all a joke. We would never whoop a child. Watch us on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, notice I didn't say anything. For legal purposes, <laughs> this was all a little jokey joke. Except the part where I think that y'all should create some sort of hybrid between fucking free-for-all gentle parenting. Which also, I just feel like, is what existed before. Like, I don't think everyone was being abused. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, some people just got whoopings and were parented. Yeah. But I also think that's cultural. I don't know. I know there's people that feel like you should, under no circumstances, put your hand on, on your kid. But, like, these biting people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that point, if you don't hit your kid, I will. And that's the thing. Like, I literally, we have a kid in my family. He's bad as fuck. We went to a wedding, right? And the other part of this is that people with bad kids, they do what I call the turn them loose. They bring them somewhere that they've deemed safe, like with family, someone's house, and then they just turn them the fuck know, loose. Yeah. So we're at, this, yes, we're at this wedding, and I'm sitting next to his mom, and another child comes over, and she says, excuse me. And she's like, yes. And she's like, can you get your son? He's biting us. <laughs> and I turned around. And you'd think he's like grabbing the kids and biting them. No. The children are in the chairs. He is crouched down behind the chair, jumping up to bite the back of their head. That is crazy. Yeah, so he's going to be a problem. <laughs> Can you get your kid? He's biting us. And you know what she said? Tell him to come over here. You think he came over there? He was on a mission to bite the back of somebody's head. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You gonna bite the wrong one. <laughs> they won't see it coming though. He's getting people from behind. 
After the fact. <laughs> he gonna bite somebody and wish he nothing but them. But it's like, do they ever learn? If you're not afraid for your mom to turn around and you're crouched down on the ground. Yeah, if you're not afraid of your mom or your dad, like you're not going to be afraid of nobody. Like those kids where they'd be like, I'm going to call your mom and they'd be like, call her. Or they'd be like, that number don't work. (laughs) I was low-key that kid. I mean, I was, I I, I knew, only would do that if I knew my mom was not going to get the call. What? Like, like once, <laughs> so in ninth grade, I had uh, this history teacher, Miss. I think her name is Miss Uji or some shit like that. I forgot how, how what her name was, but she was like, "I'm gonna call your mom." <laughs> Whole time, I had my mom's the number they had on file. Like I had her old phone, <laughs> so because you know it was like the beginning of you know cell phones and stuff like yeah. that. So she called. I was just looking at it. <laughs> Ringing like girl, she's never gonna get this call. <laughs> it was so funny, but yeah. No, I got in trouble for writing "you suck" in in all of my fortune tellers. Like you know, how you do the fortune tellers. Yeah. <laughs> how are you in trouble for that? First of all, because I wasn't allowed to say "suck," but what really caused the issue, the the classroom wide upset, is that. Someone, when somebody I must have trusted, revealed the fact that I had made you suck all the fortunes. Yeah. <laughs> there were no positive fortunes. And so the teacher called my mom and tell her what I had done. And it was really the fact that I couldn't say suck. Like, I couldn't say this sucks, you suck, in the first place. Right. So I was really... In trouble. I was in deep shit. (laughs) The other side of that, though, was that we had this Spanish teacher at Norview who just talked to people crazy. Her name was Miss Miss Majors, Antoinette Majors. Mm. And she did something to piss me off one day. And I was like, yeah, that's not happening. And she was like, well, I was like, my mama don't even talk to me like that. It's not happening. And so she was like, well, I I said, I encourage you to call my mom. Mm. Go ahead. Call her up. Tell her what she said to me. And she was a Spanish teacher, so she did not call my mom. My mom called her. Gave her the business in Spanish. So it's like it works both ways, you know? And that time she threatened to choke the life out the assistant principal. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I'd be like that sometimes. So, like, I wasn't gentle parented, but my parent also wasn't gentle about me. And I, I want to be like that. I don't want to, you know, infringe on my children's right to laugh if someone sings a prayer at the Texas Roadhouse. But other than that, eh, it was cool. I don't feel like getting whoopings from my mom had some sort of long-lasting effect. I lost the brain solid too. Mm. But also that's like, there's people in this life that never think you will hit them. Yeah. 
whooping, make sure that never happens. <laughs> Someone will put their hands on you and it will hurt. Yeah. So, whatever. Those are my thoughts on gentle parenting and setting boundaries with your parents. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, yeah, hopefully you learned something from that. We learned you. Maybe you can the have kids. a difficult conversation with your parent or with your kid. Because the kids be doing it. They be trying. They so, biting people. Yeah, and if I mean, I, I do want y'all to like raise good human beings. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever you have to do, if you have the gentle parent, then I guess. That's if true. you have, you have to know your kid too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you have to know like what's going to get through to them. It's but it basically goes both ways. Like, yeah. Parent and child relationships. Like, it's not just, oh, I'm the parent and what I say goes. Like, you know, you need to like, Figure out how, what works best. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when I was little, probably like one or so, one, two, probably like two, I bit my mom. And she said I had been getting real crazy. Like I had started like, I'll bite her and then I'll laugh. Because, mm -hmm. you know, people like, ah! That crazy stuff, so yeah. I was like biting folks. And one day, I she bit her. Your... And she bit my ass back. Yeah. And she said I never bit anybody again. <laughs> yeah. Hurt. She knew what worked for me. She said, Well, maybe this child don't understand that this hurts when she's doing it to people. And she said, I look shocked and appalled. Right. Like, how fucking dare be you? Fighting people? No. You're not doing that. She said, I look shocked that she bit me. Like, bitch, get your fucking teeth. Stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're insane. I feel like that was good advice. Uh, I think so too. That was a good segment. You gotta listen close. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> but we have more advice. So our last bit of advice is from Doctor Umar. You know. Uh, a scholar and a gentleman. I feel like, do you think Dr. Umar sets boundaries? Yeah. With non-white people? Yeah, I think so. Because why do so many people have his phone number? I don't know. How do you know people have his own? Because he's always posting screenshots of shit people text him. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I never... I don't really pay attention to him that much. But he did uh, say something on... Um, well, I don't know when he said this, actually, because this was uh, posted by the No Context Dr. Umar page. Yeah. Um, so, but they posted it on yesterday, yeah. Or day before. So it looks like he's on a podcast. Yeah, it looks like he's on a podcast. I don't know. He's talking about um You know who else has a podcast? Who? Us. 
<laughs> yeah, he he may come up here, but yeah, I don't know. Because if he say something crazy, like I said, I don't know what we're going to do about that. But Attack him verbally. Or physically. I told you, that's a that's a big man. And shoot him. We only got so much space if, on the couch. If he, if he get crazy, we got ways. Well, yeah. So let me go ahead and play the clip. And, well, it's actually, should I play the whole clip? It's like a minute long. We got time. All right, I'm going to play the whole clip. Eurocentric in his approach to criticism. I didn't support it at all. Okay. I thought it was divisive. I thought it was very Eurocentric in his approach to criticism. Uh. I think his expectations for women were very superficial this? in terms He's of... He's talking about Kevin important. Samuels. Okay. It was a heavy focus on how much you make and how good you look. No woman is going to look good forever. No. They're going to get pregnant. They're going to get older. You... To me, telling women that you are too fat or too small or too broke, and that's the reason why you don't have a man, that is psychopathological and it is destructive to our community. I did not agree with his approach at all. And the fact that he did have a lot of people who did speaks to how decadent and speaks to how self-hating we can be as a people. And I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of the women who supported Kevin Samuels supported him because they don't like other black women. And they enjoyed sitting back on their couch, sipping their tea and watch this black man tear black women's self-esteems to shreds. Well, so normally we take uh, a no context quote and turn it into valuable life advice. But I I feel like um, this little um, clip was pretty much uh, self-explanatory. Um, and uh, I feel like this is the first time I've ever like agreed with something Dr. Umar said, like completely, mm -hmm. um, in regards to, you know, Kevin Samuels and, and the type of things he would say to black women. Um, and how that would make them feel. Um, I totally, totally agree. I don't feel like um, you should tell women, specifically black women, oh, you don't have a man or you don't have a partner because of um, your looks or your body type, you know, because I just don't think that's true. Yeah. Um, anybody can get a nigga, like, yeah. Also, anybody. I will say that pregnant women are beautiful. That's the only thing I was like, wait. Oh yeah. He, he said something about, oh, they're going to get pregnant. They're going to get, I kind of, I get what he was saying though, but yeah, it was kind of like, uh, they, that's not really politic, politically correct. Yeah. Um, but because pregnant women are beautiful, um, there are no, some that it, pregnancy they, doesn't agree with them, but there are some yeah. who, who still look Yeah. Amazing. So just because you're pregnant does not make you less beautiful. Um, but yeah, I do feel like you should not be a follower of Kevin Samuels for one because he's not he's no longer here anymore. I was going to say because he did. Because he did. <laughs> and um, two, he was just really just spouting out uh, nonsense. 
um, about, I mean, he talked about men too, but not, not, the bad didn't outweigh the good. Yeah, not as, not I mean, as the good much as he um, talking about black women and their lack thereof or whatever. Um, so yeah, Dr. Umar, I don't know, like, I feel like maybe there's a change uh, with him a little bit because... I think when he feels like making sense, he does. Yeah, like sometimes he, that's why I said I think he's a comedian sometimes because he just says says things like sometimes for like the the laugh factor. I've never seen when his phone rang and it was like these hoes ain't loyal. No, if he was like, he's "Why is fool. that your ringtone?" He was like, "Why is that my ringtone?" Because it's my phone, <laughs> and it's true. But <laughs> but um but yeah, so um yeah. Let's just let's take take that clip and do with it. Let's let's also get to the important facts. He died under a random woman he didn't know of a health issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all believe the nigga who couldn't get y'all laid if he tried. Meanwhile, he's out back eating hot Cheetos, swiping on BLK, living his life like it's golden. In somebody else's house. <laughs> okay. So yeah, y'all need to stop being take, so easily yeah, fooled. Take take advice. I mean, even from us with a grain of salt. Like you just can't just be listening to people. You have to, yeah. you know, uh, do your research and um, not be gullible. Because we purposely say I don't know in case it ruins your life in the end. <laughs> Eric Bellinger once said, "Learn my lesson, honey." Times. I don't take advice from niggas who need advice. So, you should start there. A word. That should be my lyric next week. Mm-hmm. It could be. That's a good word. Good lyric. It is what it is. It's used. Oh, I'll go back to the drawing board. But that advice, all of the other advice, good, bad, or in between, <laughs> has created another episode. Of Let Me Stay Focused, the podcast. Don't forget to send everything you're going through to letmestayfocused at gmail.com. We taking like uh, letters and stuff. I mean, who bet? Who could really get to the nitty gritty of an issue like us? <laughs> yeah. Would someone else read a letter and go, that's because you're broke? You're the problem. No. But me? I'm going to read and get to the bottom of this situation here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be as like uh, forth, forthcoming. We have to give the people what they need I, to know. I feel like I give sound advice. If you want like a logical view or perspective, I'm your girl. And sometimes you're the problem, so that's why I'm here. Who's the problem? The person writing in. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'd be like, oh. Most of the time, you probably are the problem. If you gotta, if you gotta ask. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sometimes I might read it and be like, girl, you don't treat people good, and that's why you don't got nobody to ask, and you done sent the email. So let me stay focused at gmail.com. Yep. Maybe we should have them put something in the subject line. Like, 
help me. I'm in distress or is he cheating? Yeah, we need a name. Like for Yeah, maybe like a name. Here's the thing. I listen to other podcasts that do shit like this. I like that. Here's the thing. Yeah. That could be that could be a thing. But the part is, y'all be trying to do the flim flim. Oh, please don't say my name. If you send me a name and that motherfucker, I'm going to read it. So if you don't want us to use your name and you, in fact, want to be called Susie or whatever the fuck, <laughs> put Susie in the email, okay? Before your Thanksgiving dinner is very awkward. Yep. We're not doing all that rigmarole. We're not journalists. That's what I'm saying. And I wear glasses. So reading this shit on the fly is going to be a problem in the first place. But yeah, we would love to, uh, you know, hear what y'all got to say or, you know, want advice on. And Put a picture of you in there. We'll do our best. Put a picture of everyone involved. We really want to get the... We want the whole context. Like, yeah, background. Make sure you be thorough. No you know? Snapchat fi- filters on the pictures. I don't care how old you are. Because you know the 40 the somethings is still on Snapchat. Mm, no, I wouldn't know that. Dog filtering it up. <laughs> and I won't have it. That's it. So put whatever the fuck you want to be called. Uh, I need advice in the subject line. Uh, oh, no. What was this? What was the subject? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Or you can just put advice. I mean, we'll, we'll sort it out, I guess. Edit your name. Because we're not doing it for you. And um, expect the unexpected. Because you might be the goddamn problem. Bye. Bye.